See, <laughs> now your face is it. Oh, uh, hey, hello, my friends. This is Andy Hedy coming to you live from Yorba Linda, California for the Living a Fearless Devotional. A production of ResurrectMinistry.com, where we're harnessing the power of the internet to share the gospel every corner of the earth. I really, really believe and hope and can't wait till we see that day. You can find um, worship bands, pastors to listen to, Bible resources, articles to read, our previous podcast, everything Resurrect Ministry, Andy and Hedia, you can find it there. We love to hear from you. Drop us a line, send us a comment. And if you care to partner with us, you can click the donate now button. We would love, however you're listening to this, whether it's on YouTube or through a podcast, if you would like, share, subscribe, um, so that we could have this message reach more people. Absolutely. Just really quickly, the reason I was a little off, like I was staring at the thing is because you just recently told me that one of the graphics that I used in that video uh-huh. is a turban. Yes. And it's not, and what kind of turban is it? A it's, Sikh? No, 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 no. It's a Muslim turban. Is it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought it was a napkin. You thought, thought it was a napkin? I, I thought it was like some type wrapped... of green. I don't know. I just thought it was like some type of green cloth piled up in the corner let's of the graphic. Let's just say that's what it is. Okay. Oh, let's go with that. It's a, it's a, it's a wrapped napkin. <clears throat> so back to our opening. Um, make sure and comment and let us know that you're uh, where you're watching from. Um, where you are in your faith, maybe uh, comment on the devotional or what um, uh, some of the comments that we have about what the devotional means to us, um, or just let us know what you need prayer for or whatever. Any questions whatever for Hedia um, would be great. We would love that. So any comment would be fantastic. Just like the ones that we see right now from Carrie News. Happy Saturday night, Carrie. With the, with the palm trees and the sun. How's Eddie? How did his uh, welcome home go? Yeah, we'd love to know. Eddie, her husband, just came home from the hospital. And, um, oh, and ha- Carrie again, saying happy Saturday. Yes. <laughs> um, and so make sure, and uh, like I said, you want to comment. So that other thing you want to do is you want to go down and look for our um, sponsors. Uh, Likewise is one of them. Uh, one of the products is this, uh, the one. Oh, wow, that really gets kind of outshined there. But um, inside you have a vitamin pack. And there are 30 vitamin packs for every day. And they have everything you need. I just showed Hedy the- A lot of interesting stuff in there, folks. The contents. You will will not need to take another supplement uh, other than this uh, for vitamins. uh, Because this is the one. And how much is a 30-day Oh, that's a good question. $72, I think. Oh, yeah. But if you were to take the cost of every one of these vitamins and you know what we were doing. Oh, and it's got probiotics. Yeah, like you literally would not need any other vitamins. The, the vitamins that are in here, if you were to buy them separately, which we did and we're taking yes. separately, it was a, a couple hundred dollars. So this actually will save you money over over time. And they're non-GMO and all the things that you, all the little little safety things back there. Oh, I still can't see it. Sorry. They, they, I'm going to tell them not to use white packaging because how can I display this? You can't do it lower. I thought you were well, putting it into the light. It's it's, <laughs> it's possible. It's just the glare. Yeah. All right, so that's LifeWise. Go to livelifewise.tv and then StreamYard. I can all the way back here, but then you can't read it. No. And then StreamYard <laughs> is the platform that we are using. They are a sponsor of ours. So if you want to just try it out, go to getstreamyardnow.com and you can use it for free. And then uh, once you want to upgrade to all the bells and whistles that uh, that we use, then uh, then it will cost you a little bit. But it's very inexpensive for quack, a very quack. professional uh, platform that, um, you know, when you use it, you'll look very professional. And... The scripture, yeah, the scripture for today is, no, that's yesterday's. 
I had to get rid of that. Sorry about that. You see that I was talking about being professional. You remember that just a second I ago? That. Uh, but, but that wasn't StreamYard's fault. No. That's what I mean. When you use it, you'll be professional. Yeah. Uh, it's Philippians 3, 7 through 9. Philippians 3, 7 through 9 is where we're going to be. And the devotional that we are in today is uh, A.W. Tozier. I really like this message. And it's Tozier for the Christian Leader. It's September, uh, September 2nd, and the title is Purified Church. <clears throat> the reference uh, here at the beginning is Philippians 3, 7 through 8, that says, But what things were gained to me? Those I counted loss for Christ, yea, doubtless, and I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and do count them but dung, hmm. that I may win Christ. Wow, wow! Just think, we we need to we need to we need to feel that same way. Yes, it, it's all dung. I, I just. That's, it's it's uh, it's one of my favorite uh, scriptures in the Bible. Yeah, <laughs> it really is. It's awesome. Sure. Um, and so A.W. says our most pressing obligation today is to do all in our power to obtain a revival that will result in a reformed, revitalized, purified church. It is of far greater importance that we have better Christians than that we have more of them. Each generation of Christians is the seed of the next, and degenerate seed <laughs> is sure to produce a degenerate harvest, not a little better than, but a little worse than the seed from which it sprang. Ooh. <laughs> thus, the direction will be down, and thus the direction will be down until vigorous, effective means are taken to improve the seed. To carry on these activities, evangelism and missions. Scripturally, the church should be walking in fullness of power, separated, purified, and ready at any moment to give up everything, even life itself, for the greater glory of Christ. For a worldly, weak, decadent church to make con converts is but to bring forth after her own kind and extend her weakness and decadence a bit further out. Hmm. So vitally important is spiritual quality that is that it is hardly too much to suggest that attempts to grow larger might well be suspended until we have become better. Ooh. Help us not to water down the message and make our teaching so shallow that we don't challenge our people to holy living. Amen. I just like to repeat this one sentence. Yep. For a worldly, weak, decadent church to make converts is but to bring forth after her own kind and extend her weakness and decadence a bit further out. Hmm. That's such a damning expression. And again, you could have imagined him writing this last week. Yep. But he wrote it 100 years ago? Um, yeah, probably. 40, yeah, 50 good. years ago, whatever. Yeah. I mean, it's so evident in churches today. And you, it's, you know, it's such a hard balance between the importance of evangelism and the and the Great Commission and going forth and spreading the Bible, and then this massive expansion that leads to massive weakness. And you see it in a lot of the big churches. They become clubs, hmm. you know, and you're just like, oh no, this is just one generation worse worse than the next. Right. Um, and it's such a, it's a serious problem. 
this is another time where I feel like uh, I know this is a devotional, but you, these are obviously things that you can read about in the Bible, considering their scripture they're, that they're being referenced uh, in regard to this, that even in a business, these are important. Like if, if you're a Christian, you want to make sure and use the Bible as your reference on how to run your business. And and that is to do, don't grow until you have everything in oh, place yeah. and until you have a good um, culture within that business. If you have a bad culture in a small business, it's only going to be, you know, magnified when you get larger and more employees and more business. And sure. It'll it'll just be rotten. Um, and you know, the, the the church is clearly one of those things that um, we really need to make sure and and understand that we have to be biblically driven at the beginning. And continue to fulfill that, and to stay that those those in those steps be as you're growing, and not and not leave what got you to the big, to the big show. Yep. <laughs> to where people started to come. That they water down the gospel so much so that we do not inspire holy living. Mm. Is that like the disease of the century, lacking holy living? Mm. It's just become this thing that people do on the weekends. This is what I do on Sunday. You know, you can actually say the same thing in a family too. Like, you know, when people get married and, you know, we, we know that this happens where people get married because of pregnancy. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I think that that's another thing that is great about the Christian faith is that we teach children <clears throat> to wait, you know, and, uh, and to find a good Christian spouse, really important. Yes. Uh, even more, it's me, even more important to me now than I ever had thought in my entire life, obviously. <laughs> that, wow, what a difference when you have a Christian partner and you want to build a Christian family. Yes. Like, you can, As opposed you, to trying to build a Christian yeah. family with one person who's not. Yeah, because we see it all the time in the churches. There's people, oh, there's Christians, yeah. they go, you know what? I, I, I love this person. They're either atheists or non-believers. Like non but you know I was what? like, how could you love them then? I don't understand that. <laughs> well, they could love them, but starting a marriage. Yeah. Starting and, a marriage where you're faith driven yeah. and they're not that I don't get yeah. it at all. And no, then, I understand you can, you, you come to faith later, right. like after you're married and you're like, Oh, no. But do? then you begin uh -huh. to grow it. And it's, you still are in that. You still are so far apart on, but you're stuck. Yeah. And what do you think is going to happen? Now, of course, there are some marriages that have stuck together through all that kind of stuff, and that, that does happen. But, you know, when we're looking at some of these marriages that fail, um, in, and I happen to be a part of two of those, um, that it, it just was a it was destined to not work out because of the differences of uh, where we were in our faith. And, and then you grow the family and it just magnifies itself. Yes. So I didn't mean to take off on these other things, but it, it's just it's. You, you see this uh, message in the devotional about the church and then, but you can apply it to almost everything else is if you don't uh, have solid ground that you're building it on, if you're not building on rock, then. And I mean, I tell you, because the whole experience of building a, a marriage on the covenant of Christ is new for me. So mm. um, you just realize that marriage is hard enough. Like that's what you want to tell every young person that's like, and even even some older people that are on like their second marriage and like, well, he's not really a believer. He doesn't really go to church. I'm like, oh my God, haven't you learned? Like, 
how hard marriage is, you know, like, why do you want to start off with a broken leg? Like you're literally going, you're signing up for a marathon with a broken leg. Mm. So you're like, do you want, don't you want to sit this one out until the leg heals? Like, really, that's not a good idea. I really don't, right. I really don't suggest starting a marathon with a broken leg. So it's just, but yeah, the heart is deceptively wicked, really deceptively. Yeah. Cause wicked. you lose out on so much like praying together, right? Going, you know, going to church and listening to a message together, where it can, although you're 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 hearing two different things from the same message, yes. but you're able, to, like we do, we talked about it on the way home. I mean, I, I that's so story? much of what you're can missing out on. Can I tell the hockey story? <laughs> well, why? Oh, just because well, I want to give you... a good good example. I want to give a good example of what's so important to me about being married to a believer. It's just, I'm just gonna tell a little story. See. I think I did mention Andy and his new uh, hockey adventure. Well, Andy was this fantastic, still is, a fantastic hockey player, ice hockey player. So one day he like very sheepishly says to me, guess what? The gang's getting back together. And I was like, what gang? And he's like, my hockey gang. And I was like, wait, what? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, and I have heard plenty of story of Andy traveling the world with this hockey team. Not good things usually happening. <laughs> no, and so I was we like, won. and I said to him, wait, well, wait a minute. You are you talking about like touring with a hockey? He's like, no, 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 it would be local. And I said, you know what? I will never tell you what you could do. And I'm like, just promise me one thing. You pray about it um, and then you proceed. And he's like, okay, I'll do that. And I, you know, I went and I prayed to the Lord. And I said, Lord, I leave this with you. If this is a good thing, if you want this to happen, if you believe, because I have 100% faith that God wants good things for me and knowing 100% he mm -hmm. wants good things for you. Mm -hmm. So I don't have to make that choice. God will. Mm. And guess what? I didn't have to make a choice. He got to go buy new hockey skates. Oh, they're amazing. He gave me great skates. Yeah, and he got great skates. And then the team told him, we don't need you. <laughs> no, they didn't say that. <laughs> now, the that team, part you're making up. The team was full. No, it's not. They're not even, they don't have a team. They don't have enough for a team. I it's thought, me and Mike and three other people. I thought you said the team was full. No. Uh, no, there's not enough to put a team okay, on. Okay, there's not enough to put a team on. <laughs> Either way. Some of the guys' wives said no. Some of the guys' wives said no. <laughs> there you go. No, I didn't make the team. I'm usually the captain of the team. <laughs> Come on, bro. No. Uh, yeah, no, I we thought just, you said there the team was full. No, there wasn't enough. Oh. There wasn't enough. Enough teams in the league to make the league, to, to allow the oh. league to come back. Because it's so, a little, it's the older people's league. <laughs> But the good news is I will be on another team that has uh, not only older people, but younger people too. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, it'll be so much more fun. <sighs> Saying that I didn't make the team. Why do you start out with such I a didn't, fib? I didn't say he didn't make the team. He I did. Said the team was full. That's what you told well, me. They would have kicked a person off if they if they would have had the... Oh, my God. Here is your arrogance coming out <laughs> in full force, folks. Oh right gosh, here the on the camera. <laughs> the skates are amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Are amazing. they? Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> Great story, Hedia. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Carrie. I thought Carrie was on my side with these things. See? Oh, funny. Hooked on Jesus. Where have you been, bro? Yes. What's hooked on Jesus have to say? A marriage of two believers is strong. Jesus can make it unbreakable. 
Right. And if one prevail against him, two shall withstand him, and a three-strand cord is not quickly broken. Thank you for that scripture. Will you give me the citation? Because we always want to cite that. Yeah, cite yeah, yeah all the time. <laughs> that yeah. verse, and we can never remember where to find it. So thank you for that. Wait one second, Dixie. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Stop. Geriatric <laughs> Right? I was so I thought to myself, oh Lord, he's gonna break a leg, he's gonna twist his ankle. I mean, he did nearly destroy his knee riding a shopping cart. So I was like, please. And I was just like, Lord, I'm leaving this I'm leaving this with you. Why? I'm what did I do it. to you today? Orale. Andy, look at Carrie's message. Well, why is Carrie uh, uh, speaking in New King James or in King James? Humble, humble thyself. Humble thyself. It was suffering tuckatash. I Can we read Philippians? Can we go back to the, the go scripture, back. please? Let's go back. I'm not sure that I like Hedia stories. <laughs> That I'm, not a, a I'm not a fan. Story. I'm not a fan of any of the stories. That was a great story about right. the power. All right, of God. are you going to read from? Except uh, for the one mistake. Oh my goodness! I can read from Philippians three seven through nine. Is that right? Yes. So this is um, a very well known scripture. But what it starts off is Apostle Paul talking about beware of the Jews that are against the church. They're basically false teachers um and um undermining the progression of the church and then he's basically talking about his pedigree all these great things that he's done and the conclusion he reaches is this but what things were gained to me these i have counted loss for christ yet indeed i also count all things lost for the excellence of the knowledge of christ jesus my lord for whom i have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness which is from God by faith. Amen. Amen. So he's basically like, it's all dung. It's all garbage. All the things I had. And I love the uh, the commentary says, the... It, it, the powerfulness of, of, the, of Paul saying this is that he had so much accomplishment. So for him to say 20 years later, after everything that he had suffered, because remember he wrote, he writes this towards the ends of end of his ministry, that despite all that I have suffered, it was all worth it. Mm. I lost everything. Not just do I count it all as a loss, but I did in fact lose everything yes. for the sake of Christ. Yeah. May we be as worthy. I, 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 I mean, I'm not comparing myself to Paul, but I did lose everything. <laughs> but that was and, before. And it was awesome. But that was before. Yeah. He lost everything after he came yeah, to after. faith. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I did it backwards. Me too. <laughs> it's easy to come to Christ when that happens. Yeah. You've got nothing to lose. Yeah. But he was That's at the true. height of, you know, of success, of fame, of life. And mm. Power. And still, yeah, and he I mean, gave it all up. All. And he gave it up to be beaten and shipwrecked and poisoned and again and again and again. And yeah, it's how actually, many times was he shipwrecked? Like three or four times? Yeah, at least. <laughs> what a life! What a life! Um, he kind of reminds me of that uh, that show. What was the name of that guy again? You can I can never remember the name of it. Schlotz. Sh 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 
Shuffle Me Timbers. No, sure. The guy that wouldn't die. Remember, he was a Dutchman or oh, a Viking. Sisu. Sisu. Yeah. He was kind of like a, a movie version of Paul. Yes. Like he just kept going and going and going. And just what was and Speaking of movies, what was that weird preview? Of, there's a oh, real my gosh, blasphemous people. movie coming out, folks. Yeah. And the scary part, I've got to tell you, the worst, absolute worst part of the whole thing is it's an all black cast. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't know why they did that. I don't know why. So there, it's a it's a movie making in some form or another. It's called Joseph. It's making a mockery of Christ. It's some guy who pretends to be a healer alongside of the same period of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Very very strange. He witnesses Jesus. He witnesses Jesus, and he wants to imitate him to yep. make money. So he's basically like, this guy's got a good gig. Let's imitate it. And um, oh my god! And there's just something so insidious about the fact that. They made the person who did this, and they made it an all-black cast. Yeah. Because I think it's it's purposely even that much more divisive. Um, yeah, it's just very strange. I mean, there are people that you know, actors. They're like rappers and stuff like that. I can't remember the name of the the, the lead actor. Yeah. But he's it's not. It was shocking. Yeah, I, I. The 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 theater got silent. Like it was it was really weird. Everybody's like, wait, is this really happening? Um, so yeah there's a scene of where he they're telling him to walk on water in a pool and he's like oh he's panicking because he knows that he he knows that he can't walk on water right but this whole time he led everybody to believe that he had some miracles that he had done or something like that and then then he goes to walk on the water and apparently they don't show it but apparently he sinks to the bottom of this little shallow pool and says well let me explain but it's just making a mockery i couldn't tell if it was trying to be funny or what what was what I'm yeah. sure it's supposed to be. It was not funny. one funny line. I mean, everybody was shocked. Everybody was kind of like, "What is this?" So yeah, we'll see. beware. It's, yeah, it's gonna be really. It's gonna be very divisive. You know that that uh, trailer is gonna be played at one of Jack's uh, Sunday messages or Wednesday messages. I have a feeling. <laughs> I have a that. feeling we're gonna see it. <laughs> well, it was. Yeah, we didn't talk about it right afterwards. I, no. I almost forgot about it, but yeah, it's um so bad, so so bad. If anybody's googling it, you could. I, I don't think it's know. called Joseph, because yeah. yeah, life of Joseph or something. Really, I don't yeah. think it's supposed to be Joseph, his father, but um, I don't know. Yeah, it's crazy, really, really crazy. Night, Dixie. Good night, Dixie. Where you gotta run to? Where are you going? She has family time. Oh, okay. Well, this is family time. <laughs> Come on, Dixie. Uh, Hooked on Jesus gave us the scripture. Uh, where is it? Up. ECC Ecclesiastes 4.12. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Skipped right over it. All right. Awesome. You writing that down on your post-it notes? I will. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. So no, this is a really great, uh, a great devotional for today. And it is uh, really amazing that uh, it truly is where we're at today. In, Amen. And written in, you know, 19, 1920, And it's there. so hard because you really... You don't want to discourage evangelism, you know. You don't yeah. want to discourage sharing the gospel, but if you just, just, I don't know, like creating generation and after generation of weaker and weaker Christians, that's really traumatic. Mm. That's really, um, really sad. And yeah. it's so, but it's actually quite profound when you think about it that. Um, 
what is the easiest way uh, to poison? Like, don't they do this with fruits and vegetables too? One bad apple ruins a whole bunch. That yep. if you like, if you put something diseased amongst things that are fresh, it'll mm. ruin. It'll all massively ruin all of them. Yeah. Um, so what an insidious plan of the of the enemy to just plant these rotten um, fruit amidst the good ones. It just ends up ruining crop after crop. It's it's a really, it's a travesty. Yep. Hooked on Jesus says. Paul had hardship, but what a reward. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Now a crown of righteousness awaits me. Paul is a happy camper now. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> something so important for us to remember. For sure. Carrie says. Without God, entropy takes over. Uh-oh, big SAT word. I can't remember what that means. I know what atrophy <laughs> means, but not entropy. Can we? Should we look it up, or is Carrie going to give us a definition? Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. Give us a definition. We're a little lazy today. And, oops. P. There you go. Closed thermodynamic system. Oh, no wonder she knows what this means. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this is an engineer word, Carrie. A measure of the disorder or randomness in a closed system. Huh. A measure of the loss of information in a transmitted message. Oh, wow. Carrie, you are she's she's a scientist. Super smart. <laughs> this is her language. Hmm. Interesting. Learn the meaning of entropy as a measure of the unavailable energy in a closed system. This is fascinating. Well, I wonder if that applies because I talk about when I testify the difference between how odor works in a closed environment and an open environment. Uh -huh. That there's the that you have to understand this because sometimes an attorney will pretend that they know something about dogs. Isn't it true that and they talk about the you know the search on the outside in an open area as opposed to inside of a, a closed room, and then I have to school them mm -hmm. because of my. Mm -hmm. <laughs> But it does. Uh, odor acts differently in, in, in a closed environment than it does in an open environment. I, mean, I wonder if I can use this word somehow. I, I, I wanted to see if I can use entropy. Stored in our reports. And then the, the judge will, will like look at me like, wow. What is that? I know this little girl named Carrie. You sound just like her. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she, she just simply defined it as chaos. Oh. I didn't get that from the Webster definitions. <laughs> Maybe she used the word she doesn't know. <laughs> No, I know that's yeah, that's not true. That's a carry. Uh, that's her easy, house. <laughs> hooked on Jesus. Easy <laughs> with the college words, Carrie. <laughs> Carrie, that's, yeah, that's okay. Um, leave close. Oh, here we go. Leave a closed room for ten years. Is it still clean? Oh. It's going to be dusty, no? Yeah, dusty and spider webs. Yeah. I mean, how closed? Like how sealed closed? Right. Uh, from the outside environment? Or like what a, a house eventually ends up leaking? Um, yeah, see, the, I, have, I have more questions. Well, if she's teaching you the second law of thermodynamics. Oh, orale. <laughs> okay. All right, can we go back to something much simpler? Let's talk about hockey. <laughs> Well, I'm, I'm going to bring my new skates on so everybody can see what my new skates look like. Uh, they are spectacular. <laughs> I put them on. I felt like, you know, when I was a kid, I used to put on tennis shoes and run through the vans. There used to be vans in La Mirada, one of the very first vans. 
I put my vans on, I'd run through the store and I go, I, I will take these. I feel faster. I think you still do that when you get new dinner oh, shoes. I do. I do do that. <laughs> you do. <laughs> he can't take the, the boy out of the boy out of the van. Um, and Wayne Martins is on. He says. It basically means everything is falling apart. Oh. Oh, there right. you go. I didn't get that from the <laughs> entropy. I, I don't know. And you, you have, a, you know, no. just a slight more intelligence than me. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you laugh so hard? <laughs> I just thought, I thought you meant I have a science background. I'm like, no, I don't. I'm a lawyer. And you're like, oh, no, intelligence. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> I would uh, never describe it that way. So um, it, it seems we've moved on to some other shenanigans here, but I want to ask you, you had a new, a brand new Bible study that you went to this morning. On, uh, I did. How I did. did. That it's my out? school of prophetic ministry. Did I get makeup all over myself? You just had the right chin. It was awesome. Um, we talked about over and under um, valuating the kingdom, like uh, under over-realizing and under-realizing um, the problems when we don't um, accept and believe and hold on to God's promises as opposed to um, over-promising people mm. that, because basically there's all of these gifts that the Lord has promised in his scripture. And there's, you know, the cessationists who don't believe any of them exist. And then there's people that are obsessed with the gifts. And then there's the rest of us in between who are kind of like, okay, should I pray for somebody? Should I expect them to be healed? I don't want to have too many expectations. Like we would get wrapped up in, in the, doctrine and it, it's almost paralyzing and mm. so they had some really good concrete advice that was that's what this session was about and it, like one of them which was just like a pivot a spiritual pivot for me um because i had, i had explained to him that i um i have this block i have an under realized um appreciation of the kingdom because i was in this you know cultish version of islam where they were casting out demons, which is quite funny to me because I don't know what demons they were casting. Like their their demons were casting out somebody else's demons. I don't know, <laughs> but um, and all kinds of healings, you know, fertility, sicknesses, you name it, all kinds of healings. And so I'm kind of weary of that stuff. I don't want to manipulate people. I'm I'm a little uncomfortable around it, um, and suspicious of people who do it. And so uh, he's like, you have to realize that this is a gift of the father, your exercise of it is to draw closer to him. Mm. It's because of his inspiration, the prompting of the Holy Spirit leading you to it and you wanting to experience more of what God is doing on the earth, your love of God drawing closer to him. And what does he want to do on the earth? What is he leading you to for his sake? Not because you want to see a miraculous outcome so that person's like, oh, my God, you're amazing. You know right. what I mean? This is not about self-glorification. You're not looking. You're not chasing miracles. Um, you're chasing the Father's love. Like, you're just wanting to draw closer to him. And that was revelatory for me. Wow. Yeah. How are the uh, um, the leaders? Um, great. Young yeah. guys. Um, I'd say probably early 30s, late late somewhere in their 30s um very well grounded in scripture um pastors and bible teachers at, at, at churches um in the midwest um really great group of people nice so i'm enjoying myself very good i'm glad you liked it 
there was, when I saw when I you know, kind of peeked over your shoulder, there was uh-huh. a lot of people. How many yeah. people do you think were on? About 150. Oh wow, that's a yeah. big Bible study. Yes. <laughs> so we ended up in five breakout rooms. Uh, okay. Um, hooked on Jesus says as Jan Markle said, I love Jan Markle. She's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, she says things are not falling apart; they are falling into place. Yes. Amen. And. On Jesus again. I agree, Hedia. There's a lot of charlatans out there. It takes a lot of discernment. Yes, absolutely. And and another recommendation, which is, which was very helpful, uh, because I had this um, experience at this church we went to just for one day. Uh, we were visiting EV Free mm-hmm. because it's a it's kind of like a legacy church here. It was the church that Chuck Swindoll started, but he's no longer here, unfortunately, in Fullerton. In Fullerton. Um, and there was a woman in a chair, in a wheelchair that appeared to be a paraplegic, like it looked like it was a long-term condition. And I felt the Lord's prompting to go and ask her to pray for her. And I literally fought in my head for 15 minutes with the Lord and, and ended up refusing to do it. Like I was like, that's ridiculous. Why would I go pray for her? She's here in a church. She knows everybody. I'm sure a thousand people prayed for her. Um, but what these people in the Bible study to, uh, um, reminded me of today, they're saying that was a prompting from the Lord that maybe you just needed to pray for her, like to go up to her and say, can I pray for you? And then ask her what she wanted prayer for. Maybe it wasn't to heal her so that she could walk, but maybe she'd say, you know, my daughter went off to college today and I'm feeling very sad. You know, that, that it was just the way it was just God prompting you to do something for one of his um, daughters you don't know what it was that he wanted you to do until you went and did it. Went and asked her? Yes. Mm. Like, you know, because that's what you do when you go and pray. So you don't just lay your hands on them, right? You're like, can I pray for you? Right. Um, and so that was super helpful. I love that. When you told me that earlier, I thought that was really, right? really important to hear. Yeah. It was really... So that you don't have to go up to everybody and be like, I'm not praying for them because they're going to think uh, I can't create the expectation that I'm going to heal them from paraplegia. <laughs> so that's a lot like, of pressure. Oh, that's a lot of pressure. I want nothing to do with it. I'm going to just sit back over here. Right. <sighs> Carrie. Yes, Hedia, demons casting out demons makes one hesitant. <laughs> Jack said devils can do miracles too. Yes, they can. Absolutely. Well, how, how could they be the UFOs and aliens? Yeah. They're... They're angels, they masquerade as angels of light, and they've done horrible, crazy things throughout the history of man. So, And I, I love um, what I've learned recently, and I'm not sure it, it, what, what event or what message we were listening to, but understanding that once, the, once uh, the Holy Spirit dwells inside of us, once we have the presence of Jesus, that that... The, 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 the devil has no power over Jesus. Amen. When we don't have the power of Jesus, then he has the power over us very easily. Absolutely. Because we are just who we are. But uh, I loved I had never heard that before until probably Oh, the, months the ago. indwelling of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, months ago. <laughs> I know. That's been revelatory for you. I just love that. Uh, oh, my God. That's so cool. So John Jesus says the same thing happened to him 30 years ago, and he still regrets not acting on God's prompting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you miss those opportunities, they are like etched in your brain. Yeah. <laughs> Andy has one. Yeah, oh, my gosh. I, I, that's a, instantly went into my brain. Right. Yeah. I see her face almost kind of like <laughs> giving me a bombastic side eye. 
as oh I was going by, God. she was like, oh. Maybe you'll yeah. see her in heaven and she'll say the same. <laughs> she'll be like, oh, you, I, yeah. it's you. I, 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 I could have used that back then. Because, it, I mean, I, it's such a simple thing that I just never thought of. You don't know what you're going to pray for. You're right. asking them to pray because you don't know what God's trying to do in their lives. Like, that's the point. Mm -hmm. um, some of the guys were saying that they do um, pray for people. And as they're praying or before they go over to them, the Lord tells them what they're praying for. This is their problem. And I've had that actually happen to me a couple of times that um, while so somebody asked me to pray for them, holding hands and I'm praying. And then words were coming out that I had no idea why. I later asked them why. Um, yeah. So that happens too. Um, but when you're first nervous about the prompting of going to pray for them, I just thought it was just awesome to just be focused on the love of God and being obedient and seeing what he's trying to do. Yeah, I mentioned to you today that uh, I, 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 you guys all know that sometimes I have difficulty praying out loud. Um, but uh, the last couple Saturdays for our men's Bible study, um, you know, we always open it up to whoever wants to you know, lead us in the prayer leaving. And so I, I volunteered and Yay. I heard somebody praying, but using my mouth to do it. <laughs> it was, yeah, it's, it's out of body, yeah. right? It's the best way to explain yeah, it. It's like I an know. out of body experience. Like, that's not Andy talking right Like now. you're up here oh, and you hear sure. a voice going, rah, rah, rah. And last time I did it, it was very much so. But today uh, there's no way that that was me. Oh, I have no what happened? I don't know. It was very succinct <laughs> and uh, and awesome. We got uh, somebody from Pakistan. Oh, Stefan from Pakistan, Manawar. Oh, did you uh, add the name Stefan after you came to Christ? Welcome. Alam. Alam. Yeah. Manawar Alam is a very um, popular really? Pakistani name. Yes. Like Tim Jones? Like Tim Jones. Uh, and again, just maybe he thought we missed his message. <laughs> uh, tell us about yourself, Stefan. Uh, yes. Are you Muslim? Are you Christian? Are you? No, not with the name Stephen. He added that name after the murder. Oh, so he murder. couldn't be. Oh. Yeah. All right. I love that you know these things. Yes. Of course, I would not even pick up on that. <laughs> I thought he was just trying to make it easier for us. No. Not, not knowing that I could not pronounce. How do you say that? How do you say? Manawar. Wow. You say it completely different. How would you pronounce that? Man of war. <laughs> Man of war. Uh, he says. I'm Christian and fighting a good fight fight of faith. Wow, in Pakistan. Yeah, in God Pakistan. bless you, protect you. Stephen. Would that be an underground church situation? I mean, I would, I would ask you, Stephen, but it's there's a delay. But uh, Yes. Um, it's a very tenuous situation. Mm. So Anytime Muslims convert out of the faith, it's it's heresy, um, subject to a death penalty. So you're not supposed to be evangelizing. Occasionally, from my understanding nowadays, is that they do allow some churches to exist, but they're heavily persecuted. Mm. It's very, very difficult. Do they monitor the messages that are spoken? Oh, they monitor all of it. Yeah. The biggest the biggest difficulty is that you can't allow Muslims to attend. So because if Muslims attend, then you're promoting um, apostasy. Yeah. You're po promoting apostasy amongst Muslims, and that's punishable by death. Wow. We, and we, we complain here. Yes. Um, 
So, oh, there he says at the bottom. So, uh, an extremist mob burned 25 churches and destroyed um, and burnt more than 500 houses. So sorry to hear that. Wow. What a, I mean, just so powerful to hear somebody that's living in Pakistan as a Christian. Yes. It's just make, giving me the chills. Um, he says us uh, the meanings of his name. Yeah, <laughs> and our word means light and alam means flag. Very nice. Wayne says. It's awesome to pray in the spirit and not trying to make up your own prayer. Oh. When you, oh. Mean, when you mean pray in the spirit, do you mean um, to pray in tongues? No, I think just when I prayed, I just allowed. Oh, the spirit told take it. That's what he's referring to. Yeah, okay. To, to, take my, to take my lips and move them. <laughs> no, I mean, there was, there was things when we were talking, uh, you know, that I, I gathered together, but clearly, you know, I, 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 I knew what to pray for, but the way that it, it was, was a presented, conductor. yeah, there was some type of, yes, yes, it was amazing. It actually, I mean, it wasn't, I wasn't amazing. It was amazing that that he, came out. He, he was, was amazing. amazing. <laughs> yes. Um, go ahead. Um, Stephen says, I'm serving the Lord as an evangelist and church planter in Pakistan. Wow. That's great. How much more do you want? I mean, I would be interested to know uh, how old you are, you know, what, just a little bit of a backstory, if you can. We don't have that much time, but um, this will tell us a little bit more. Were you a Muslim growing up and then decided to become Christian or were your parents Christian and you have continued uh, just just a little short little snippet before we set up, but we'd love to have you on again and learn a little bit more about um, about your walk with Christ in Pakistan. Yes, so interesting. I love this when this happens. This happens; uh, it hasn't happened in a while, but it it will happen, and you know we learn so much about yes, um, absolutely your former faith yeah. from other people, and then some. Some we've had some Muslims come to Christ um, uh, again. This happened when what what book were we were in then was that Wigglesworth. We were in Wigglesworth. Yeah, we were in Wigglesworth. We had uh, a father and son who uh, accepted Jesus Christ uh, during our show. It was pretty awesome. It was awesome. He did an amazing job with that, Yee. by the way. Um, and uh, yeah, Wayne says, I used to have a hard time praying, trying to make the prayer fit the situation and not letting the Holy Spirit right. leave. Amen. Yes. Great advice. Yeah, exactly. Um, anything else happened today? I think do we're good. Any, do you have any uh, God moments in the last couple last week you can think of i tried yeah i don't, I don't think i was <laughs> successful when was the last time you asked uh, a waiter or a waitress uh you know if they need prayer i really come close to doing it a couple times i mean it's hard enough for me to pray <laughs> to, to then actively ask somebody that they need prayer is my next hurdle yes i, I love it i mean when you do it it makes me nervous uh, but i love but i love it I've got to do it more often. Yeah. I keep forgetting. Hmm. I keep forgetting. Yeah, we got to do that. All right. This is here from Stephen one more time before we take Oh, it. interesting. We belong to no religion and we worshiped the stones before, but my grandfather accepted Jesus as his personal savior and he was the one who helped to bring revival in Pakistan as a missionary. It says two, but I think it yeah. means as a missionary. Wow. That's awesome. That is outstanding. Do you, uh, I don't know if you would have, I mean, would they, would you guys have like a 
a website of some sort or a blog or anything like that that we can probably learn can from. find it on his website yeah on his uh, facebook page oh, okay great we will uh, see if we can't find it but if you want to post something uh, so that we can follow you and your family that would be awesome or your uh, your church um we would love to do that and share it all right anything else looks that's it all right. happy sunday everyone we came on a little early today we've uh we, i'm a little i'm a little tired i would not have made a nine o'clock devotional there you go. I don't think so. Thank you guys for coming on a little bit early. Yes. Uh, thank you for the men that joined us. Really appreciate you guys coming and on. The and the wonderful ladies. And our new friend, Stephen, uh, or Stefan, uh, for coming on and sharing a little bit of his life with us. And so we would love to have you more often. And so stick around and uh, make sure and subscribe to us on Facebook or YouTube. That'd be awesome. Good night. Hooked on Good Jesus night. and everybody else. All right. Take care. God bless, guys. God bless.